What's up, everybody? It's Howie Spangler, episode 17 of Tales from the Green Room. I uh, want to remind everybody that tickets for Good Vibrations Summer Tour with Ballyhoo, Bumpin' Uglies, and Tropidelic are on sale right now. Had a great first weekend of sales. Um, can't wait to see what it looks like next week as we get closer. Um, kicking off 628 in uh, Cocoa Beach. I'm working our way up north and heading out west. So uh, make sure you grab tickets for that. Really excited to uh, get back out and see everybody. Thank you so much for you know, tuning in and listening to the band. And, um, you know, we just appreciate it so much. Today on the show, we've got Wes Anderson, a friend of mine, a uh, musician friend, um, been in some bands that we played with over the years. I've known the guy for a while now. Um, good dude. He's doing his own solo project now, just Wes Anderson. Um, and uh, we actually did a song together called Moments in Time. It's coming out May 25th. Uh, you're you're going to hear all about it in the show today. Um, and then uh, a super secret cool thing at the end um, after the show. So make sure you stay tuned. All right. And uh, I want to—I apologize. I was uh, really under the weather when we did this um, earlier this week. I, the, the pollen out here is fucking destroying my face. Just destroying my face. And my my chest and my nose and my ears and my throat so um i did my best please forgive me bear with me and um hope you can still enjoy the show <laughs> anyway uh here's uh my conversation with wes anderson what's up dude how's it going it's going well man things are good how are you Things are good, man. Things are good. Um, yeah, enjoying a little, uh, little time at home. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's been nice. <clears throat> been nice to be at home with the family. You know, I feel like I can get so much more done. Yeah, man. Sleeping your sleeping in a nice, comfy bed. You know, that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> cool, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and having me. No worries, brother. Um, so, uh, what's what's going on, man? Uh, how, how's uh, how's everything? Good man, just uh, gearing up to uh, drop our little single here, uh, "Moments in Time." Um, it's uh, the first single for my solo project. Um, no, like, like official name behind it. Just putting music out under my own name and um, just really sort of uh, put myself out there. You know, finally able to do like all the styles of music I want to do, you know, I'm just doing singles. So like each song is going to be like totally different and new cast of guest musicians on all the songs. So just, just super stoked, man. You know, the first single, like I said, is out May 25th and just, you know, doing, doing the promo circuit. Now tales from the green room podcast being the first stop. <clears throat> we are honored here. Everybody in the studio is clapping and, <laughs> really stoked dude hey get back to work brian all right cool. <laughs> guy's such a dick man i gotta fire him um <clears throat> so uh let's take people back so um i've known you for a while yeah and yep. and you gotta please forgive me because we used to drink a lot back in the day where where was the first place that we met so probably in Chicago, where I lived before Maryland, um, probably uh, at one of your shows, I think, at House of Blues, and um, I think it was when you did a tour with Pepper and Expendables. 
That was so would have been like eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah, I think six and a half years. Yeah, so Feels it's been a so while, long man. ago. Like, yeah, I know, right? I mean, <laughs> actually, what's even crazier, man? Um, the first time I saw you guys was in two thousand eight, opening for three eleven in Columbus, Ohio. And I was in college then, so like I didn't know any of you guys or anything like that. Like I, I was familiar with the band and like the music and all that, but that was actually the first time I saw you guys live was uh, in '08. Man, that was uh, <clears throat> that was a good time. <laughs> I bet, man. That was an awesome um, show. We were so stoked, like opening for 311's crowd. Like I think that was the, I think it was the second night on that run. Um, it was two shows I think we did with them and oh, okay yeah 2008 yeah that was the first two times we played with them it was in Rolla Missouri and then Columbus Ohio the next day and it was just man it was such a good time yeah I mean that's definitely uh you know a pretty big honor for sure and I'm sure that helped helped you guys get in front of that crowd and you know yeah we went off that for a that while man yeah that was uh some uh venue owner from a place called nino's in, in finley um him and his oh group. yeah i know that place I, I i grew up like an hour north of uh finley oh killer yeah um yeah they they saw us at the show because they're all big 311 fans and um they oh, no shit. yeah like a month later we're back over there in finley like playing and then we played there for several years after that just crushing on like sunday nights and friday nights just getting crazy it's a good time they do miller high life and lime up there Huh. It's like their drink of choice for for whatever reason. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, but yeah, man, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's been a while, but just kind of like you know, as luck would have it, like you know, I, I was just sort of like a fan of the band, I guess, and then um, moved here to join uh, my band, and then um, through mutual friends, or I got to know Jr. like your old bassist first. And then um, through mutual friends, just started like hanging out with you guys more and more over the years. So I mean, I've been in Maryland for like six years. So I mean, it's been been a while. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You've been hanging around and stuff. Uh, yeah. So you were in uh, Fiction Twenty Down. Yeah. So I, I was in that. I, I moved here from Chicago to join the band in 2012, and then um, we switched things up and uh, changed the name and sound to Big Infinite, which had has been going for like the last two years now. Um, but, um, kind of stepping away from that a little bit to focus on the solo stuff for, uh, the near future. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's nice, man. It's nice to, it's nice to spread your wings a little bit. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's kind of like sort of the mantra is like, you know, I've always tried to be like a, you know, a role player in the band, like sort of, you know, always having the mindset of serve the song, you know, like, you know, whether that means you got to lay back a little bit in the mix or sort of, you know you not, you know, go as balls out as you want, um, in certain sections, you know, just serve the song. So, you know, over in that, that's, I think a good approach that like most musicians should take up, but you know, I like all kinds of music. I like playing metal, hip hop, funk. So, you know, it just doesn't make sense to like, sort of like get all that out in a band setting when you have like a, a specific sound you sort of fit into so you know doing the singles thing kind of allows me to do that you know spread the ring wings like you said and just you know really do whatever the fuck i want you know i love that 
I love that approach. <clears throat> and I apologize real quick to everybody out there. I'm trying not to cough and hack in your ear. This pollen is <laughs> destroying me right now. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's bad. Crazy. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, totally feel that, man. It's like you, your, your band kind of becomes known for a certain sound, and you, you want to grow the sound of the band, obviously, um, with mm-hmm. every record. You know, every, there's kind of eras of the band or whatever. Um, and uh, at the same time, you can't go too crazy because, you know, you're going to start alienating people that liked you for what you did in the past, and then it starts getting weird, you know. And, um, sometimes it can be successful, sometimes not. Um, but I think that's when it's time to like take a little time and do your own thing and, uh, focus on the, on the, on the music that, that you want to do on the side. And, um, I, I think that's a great, uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win and like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the, you know, solo stuff, you know, if a sing- certain single takes off or something, what happens, you know, definitely keeping those, those doors open. But, you know, just from other bands too, that, you know, that I follow when their members have done side stuff, it's usually a like pretty sweet because you sort of get to, you know, learn a new side of, you know, musicians that you've always associated with different bands. And then, you know, you get those creative juices out of your system so you can kind of have a fresh palette, you know, when, when they, those bands like sort of go back to putting new music out. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's very interesting uh, and fun for me too to actually be able to get on some, some, uh, someone else's stuff and, and really like, try out some different styles, like, you know, things that I'm capable of or things that maybe I didn't know I was capable of. Um, and just kind of really just dig in, you know, and just try something. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's neat, you know? Yeah, man. And like, there's like no risk, like, like even for me, you know, with, with, you know, these songs I'm working on and in, in moments in time, the song we did, it's like, you know, working through this, the songs that you know, I have a producer partner, um, I'm working with, but like, like it's just like the ultimate freedom, you know. Like the like only people that your decisions affect are like you when it comes to like writing the song and stuff like that. You know, for you being a guest, maybe you know you're trying to keep in mind you know the band or other artists you're working with. But you know, in general, it's just sort of like a win-win. Like you know, you, you get to try new shit out, um, you know, over a different format or like a different canvas than maybe you're used to. And then for me, I you know, it's just I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, it's liberating. Um <laughs> for real. It's uh it's very cool and and uh for your song in particular, um it was it was we had joked about how it sounded uh it's got kind of a 90s sound to it yeah. and um and uh you know 90s early 2000s and like uh I don't know, it's just it's cool. I got to kind of like the only way for me to do it was to just go into my my inner Brandon Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you killed it though, like like it definitely like it is incubus reminiscent, but like I don't know. Like I think it's fresh. Like you know, things come back in cycles too. So like oh sure, you know, there's no like pussyfooting around it. I mean, it's a pretty pretty rocking song. I think it is. It's a, it's a good rock song. Um, just nice, clean. You know, uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's it's a cool rock song, and it's not like I don't know. There's so much it's so easy to just go butt rock, you know? And like, <laughs> Oh, I love that phrase. <laughs> oh man. And, and you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, Oh dude, like say no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I don't know. It's, I like hearing a nice clean rock song. That's just to the point. And there's no fucking like, I don't know, 
Uh, yeah, I, I think like it, like I sort of like you know putting stuff out under my own name is something I've wanted to do for a long time, and the stars kind of aligned uh, to do it you know at this top point in time in my life. But like I've always wondered like you know what there's so much shit like I have like old I have like hundreds and hundreds of voice notes full of riffs and ideas on my phone, and like you know it's like oh it was like getting started was almost the most difficult part, like just deciding what to move forward with, and. Um, I, I wanted it to be rocking just because, like, a lot of people know me, you know, as, like, a metalhead and, you know, I like a lot of heavier stuff. So I thought this was a good middle ground. Like, I got to, got to uh, lay down some riffage, but there's, like, melodies and, you know, some different layers I added on, different guitar harmonies and shit like that. So um, I think it was a, a good, good, like, intro just to, like, you know, this is it. This is the first, first of many. Yeah, it feels like it, uh, it kind of busted open for you. And um, definitely stoked to see, you know, what comes next. <clears throat> I, I uh, Donald, let me let me hear some of that that shit you got going on with the other guy, and it sounds rad. It sounds awesome. Nice, thanks, man. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, you know, I already got like you know things in the works. Um, uh, and your brother Donald Ballyhoo's drummer, he he's we're actually going into Rightway Studios in Baltimore in two Fridays, and he's gonna lay down drums for two two demos i have that, that'll be upcoming um you know the second one you know like i mean i don't really have any reason to hide it but like i got lyrics born the hip-hop dude from california and peanut from 311 on the track and then uh for the third one third single to be determined like i, I honestly like think your vocals would be perfect over it but i almost, i don't want to like i want to like the you know the whole concept is sort of like a revolving door of guest musicians so you know i don't know if yeah, you want to diversify. Yeah, but yeah. we'll see. Totally understand. Totally understand. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure how much we were supposed to talk about it. So. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> how much I, info we could I give? You know, it's just you know, it's just exciting you know, in general to have you on the on moments in time. That's sort of like you know already like, you know, getting some attention. Like you know, just from the few tweets you put out and in Instagram posts. Like, fuck, dude, that's been like. I don't think I've gotten more followers in like the last two years, to be honest. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just, you know, fun to be able to collaborate with, you know, musicians that like you and, you know, Peanut and Lyrics Born, you know, guys that, you know, I've, at first point I just were, was a fan of first and foremost. And then to be able to collaborate on one of my own tracks is just like, I don't know, it's just it's like I'm, it's like I'm like musically I'm born again. It's super special, man. It's, it's really neat. Uh, I can't wait to hear um, <clears throat> what Donald does with uh, against Peanuts' bass line. It's just, I mean, it sounds so fucking rad. And he's got those little harmonic <laughs> things, a little slap shit in there. It's, he's gonna he's gonna sink he's gonna sink right up. Oh yeah, like he was the first guy I thought of for sure. Like you know, Donald's a super in the pocket groove groove oriented drummer. So like you know, I I just think it's you know it's just a no brainer. And yeah, I mean, and like, like when I got listened to those bass tracks, like in context with the rest of the song, when, when it was in the mix, I like, man, fucking like, there's no words to describe that feeling when you like hear your fucking all time favorite bassist playing to your song. It's just like, wow. So sick. So how did that come about? Um, so I just, I just asked, man. Like, <laughs> that's it. It's like, that's all you gotta do, kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask don't get um <laughs> no i i so uh, true 
I well, I had lyrics born like confirmed to do vocals. We haven't recorded them yet, but I'm actually gonna hopefully fly out to California the next within the next month to sit in and record the vocals with him. But you know, LV lyrics born, he's he's pretty legit, and I was just like, I don't know, like, it just I was like. I don't know. Just I forget how the idea came to me. I don't know. Like I was just like, how do I double down? You know, like the whole thing with like, I didn't really have any vision or like I had vision, but not like uh, specific ideas and how I wanted to like handle like guest musicians. At first, I thought I'd just have like my buddies and people I've known over the years. And then when I had you and saw how like good that song turned out, I was like, man, I gotta like, you know, I gotta I gotta do something different. Like step it up, go bigger each song. You know, and just sort of build that momentum up. So I was like, shit, I already got lyrics born. Like, am I as, like, if I were, if there was ever a time to get someone else, like on an instrument, you know, that's a good, you know, starting point. You well, know, it's like, I already got lyrics born. I think peanut, like, and I was on the phone with, uh, Tom is actually lyrics born's real name. And, um, he said he knew peanut for a long time too. And he was like super stoked. I'm like, well, shit, now I'm just playing matchmaker. You that's know, great you guys get get them to collaborate on a track and you know it's my song so like you know that's obviously good for me and um but yeah i mean just as far as like i don't know i just feel like a lot of musicians like sometimes just think things are out of their reach or just unattainable and i don't know i've never really had that mindset like you know i've never been afraid to ask or you know, and I thought the song was good enough to, you know, hold his weight. You know, I knew 311 wasn't on tour, and I just thought the timing might work. And I hit up uh, Rasp, Peter Raspler, 311's manager, and he passed it along to Pina. And, you know, after a couple of weeks of uh, friendly follow-ups, um, finally did it. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. It's like, you know, if you don't ask, don't get. It's, uh, it's never more true advice, you know. Um, I think more people need to need to be like that and uh, and just strive to to go big, you know, go big, go big or go home, as they say. <laughs> as they say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Peanut's the perfect guy for that song too. From what I heard, it sounds fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it just everything made sense about. It. I was like, fuck it, why not? Like, this, you know, do what I got to do, and you know, you know, like you know, you've worked with Rasper, I'm sure before, but I mean, they couldn't be like nicer like industry people you know what i mean yeah there's super cool guys that, that the whole team the band the the team everybody that we've worked with, with yeah. uh, the 311 camp is just great people absolutely and and um you know i don't think you would get that with other managers of bands of that similar like caliber like level in their career you know you might be right yeah <clears throat> it's um i don't know they just they just have that that cool kind of I don't know, uh, vibe that they're, you know, they obviously run a tight ship, but it's like, I don't know, the, the fact that they're open to do that, I don't know, it's, just, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's like they're, you know, they're like normal dudes too. Like, you know, it's, I'm like Pino said, it was like super fun for him to work, work on the track, you know, it's like, why not? Like, you know, like for you doing guest work, you know, it's kind of the same idea, you know, get out of, you know, maybe your comfort zone a little bit or, you know, just do something different. You know, I was hard. completely you know, out of my fun. comfort zone when I did your song. Definitely. I was, Say what? I was completely out of your comfort zone when I, when I did that. I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck, well. what am I going to do with this? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and that's when it was like, I need to tap the inner Brandon Boyd. That, that was the, that is how I developed my voice actually was blasting, um, blasting Incubus records and singing it 
at the top of my lungs and trying to match every note and every nuance that Brandon was doing on those records. And that is kind of how I formed and developed my own voice. So it was really? really nice to go back to that, you know. That's awesome, man. I didn't know that. And yeah, I mean, if I can't think of many better singers to tr- sort of like get your chops learned than like Brandon Boyd. I mean, he's just, his he's range and killer, his man. delivery is just, you know, it's next level. His his vocal is uh, insane. It's like, it literally is like, I mean, <clears throat> your, your vocal cords, they are instruments for sure, but like yeah. your voice is an instrument, but his is a fucking instrument. Like he... The stuff he was doing, he's been doing on the, on the later records, like just kind of really getting crazy with like super high notes and really weird sounding stuff. It's so cool, man. Yeah, man. Um, Gives me something to strive for, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, I would, they're probably up there. One of my bigger influences too, like Enzinger, the guitarist. I mean, oh, yeah. he's. I mean, obviously, like you know, the chord progression in, in moments in time is definitely, you know the make yourself era inspired type of sound. And that's, that was kind of even the distortion tone I was kind of trying to go for. And, you know, like at a certain point, like some of the stuff you do is going to be derivative, but like, I I feel like some people like get scared of that. And it's like, it's like, I don't care. Like, like I'm confident in my own like style and like originality to know that like, if I'm playing something that's similar to someone else, it's like, well, no shit. Like I grew up listening to them. Like, what do you think it's like, you know, (laughs) Totally, totally. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty much where I um, kind of learned, taught myself how to sing. That was it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, nice. that's sort of like the way to do it, man. Just sort of like study, you know, study the greats, study the people that have done it. And, you know, you, you learn from a variety of different styles and backgrounds. And eventually they sort of meld together, I feel like. And then you kind of find your own voice. Totally. Yeah. I think it's, uh, that's, I mean, everybody has their, um, their influences for sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, we were, (laughs) we were like an exact copy of Green Day when we first started. (laughs) Um, it was pretty much like everything Green Day didn't want to play is what we played. You know what I mean? Like the, that's the kind of songs I wrote. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was after a while when I, when I found, um, it was about a year after we started the band. That's when I found, uh, Goldfinger actually. And, nice. Yeah, and uh, here in your bedroom was playing on the radio, and like two days later, I went and got the record, and uh, showed it to all my friends. Everybody fell in love with it, and that's how I started um, putting ska and like reggae into the pop punk that we were doing, the Green Day type of shit. And then from there, it was like Sublime, and then just you know down the rabbit hole of you know reggae and um, Three Eleven funk and all that stuff. And uh, eventually, when it, when it all shakes off, you, you're like, oh, I get, this is what the band is, you know, the, the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And like, that was like the, you know, golden era of music, I think like mid, mid to late nineties, you know, like, and, you know, could you imagine like, like Santeria or like hearing your bedroom on mainstream radio today, like the top of the charts, dude. I mean, no, it's like crazy. <laughs> There's no way. Like it's so weird, man. I think about that a lot. Like a lot of these songs that that we love, you know, from the '90s, um, a lot of that stuff wouldn't be huge at all when it, if it came out today. Probably it's just just because of the the nature of where radio is right now. Like this, oh man, it's so weird. Even alternative radio is like becoming like dance music, you know? Yeah, it's just gotten real. Like, I mean. 
could talk all day about what what the fuck went wrong, but uh, um, yeah, it's it's just crazy, you know, the evolution of of what's mainstream and what's not, and you know, just yeah. But like, I was kind of the same way that like like as you like growing up, I was the youngest of three siblings, um, so I kind of got like an early start, I think, with getting into like rock music and sort of like finding my influences and things like that. So like, because I started playing guitar when I was ten years old, which was twenty one years ago now, but like. You know, I was eight years old and Offspring Smash was like my first CD I ever bought. I had like old Nirvana cassette tapes and uh, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots. And then I and then, you know, I discovered 311 when I was like nine. And that was like I was like, yeah, that's the sound. And then sort of like, you know, still branched out Incubus, Sublime, Goldfinger. Goldfinger was actually my first rock concert when I was in seventh grade. And I met uh, John Feldman. I had there. I hope this picture exists somewhere, but there was me and my buddy and I had like, I used to bleach my hair, of course, and like rock the Jinkos. And I was like next to John Feldy, I had like glasses and braces on. I was like in seventh grade, it was fucking classic. It's so great, dude. Yeah. J- fucking Jenkos, bleach, spiky hair, like <laughs> fucking uh, eyebrow ring and like It's like the, the chain 90s wallet. starter pack. It's totally, dude. Fucking chain wallet and like. I think I was wearing like audios or something. No, DCs. No, what the hell was I wearing back like then? Airwalks? Airwalks, probably. Yeah. It's so crazy, man. Um, <laughs> what an era. Uh, good times. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I hope that, um, I hope that that stuff, I mean, guitars and stuff, I hope it comes back to the radio at some point, man. It's like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it won't be just because we're going to keep into this spiral of just, beats and you know and i love that shit i love you know i do like alternative music what it is now and you know things like that but um i wish there was still room for the rock you know and and not and again it's like if you're not butt rock then you're not really gonna do anything you know what i'm saying like it's weird because there's that whole that whole thing like all the the theory of a dead man and the nickelbacks and like the seether like that i feel like it's always going to have an audience and it's always going to be a big at like active rock stations you know, yeah. just because I, I don't, I don't know what the fucking appeal is. I really don't. But um, <laughs> you know, can you tell I hate it? <laughs> uh, but it, yeah. you know, but then as being a rock band, that's like doesn't have that fucking cheesy side to it. I don't know. Like it's just there's it's like there's no place for it. You know, as far as yeah, uh, I mean, mainstream is concerned. You know, I guess I'm. You know, we're maybe a bit biased because we're guitarists, but like, it definitely seems like the instrument as a whole is is, is kind of taking a back seat in like the more like mainstream type of music. Like they're there, but like you know, some of these bands, like a lot of them, I uh, like you know, like like a lot, like the new AWOL Nation album. Like I love that band, and I think they have something cool going on. But even something like that, it's like programmed drums, sort of like like synthy lines, and like the guitar is still sort of like in the background in that type of sound. But, you know, it does seem like gone are the days of, like, the the riff-driven, you know, like, Rage Against the Machines and, you know, the bands that were, like, you know, super guitar-heavy. But, you know, I think a lot of the, over the years, you know, you see things go in cycles and, you know, maybe it's just, just part of the cycle. Yeah, I feel like, um, <clears throat> gotta keep squeaking and shit. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yeah, tell you, man, springtime. Pollen. It, it just got warm here. You know that. Like it's just like insane, and all the pollen is just everywhere in my face. Oh yeah, man. I've been <laughs> scratching my eyes out like the last week. Um, 
I feel like Ska is coming back. I don't know if that's only because of that Back to the Beach Festival last weekend or or like, yeah. or maybe because of the, the type of song that we just put out that I don't want to go. But like maybe I'm just more paying attention. You know, when, like when you buy a car and then all of a sudden everybody on the road has the same car that you have? That's that's a great analogy, actually. That's what it feels like. Like just because of listening to a little bit more Ska lately, you nice. know, maybe I'm just hearing of it more. But it's just so – it's just wild that like – you know that festival happened, well, and then you got Punk and Drublick happening that festival, and you know, and I don't bring know, it just, back, Howie. It's yeah. all on you. <laughs> it's all up to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it would just be cool, you know. I think I would love to get some more of that back in the. In yeah, the I mean, it, it definitely like, like I, I saw like the videos and shit from Back to the Beach. I mean, man, talk about a lineup, Jesus! Great but, lineup, great weekend, like. There's like so many people there, man. So I mean, it kind of shows like the audience is still there, and like, yeah, like I don't know, like what wave of ska we'd be in right now? Would it be like third wave or this would be the whatever? I believe the fourth wave. Okay. Third, um, third wave yeah, like, was you, uh, know, like, you guys, you know, 90s. definitely would come to mind, and like the Interrupters, they're cool, cool like newer band, um, and they're getting getting out there. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely like I think an audience is just. Gotta, you guys gotta be the trailblazers. Fight the good fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll keep fighting the good fight for sure. Um, <laughs> that's great. So, um, so are you planning on like uh, doing shows and stuff, or just releasing? So, music? like, I've I've kind of thought of like all sort of like routes I could go down with this stuff, and like what I've done before, and I think might would would be something I'd definitely be cool with doing is like. Like by you know virtue of just putting these songs out with you know legit musicians and seeing what kind of traction I can get, um, just sort of like ha- put myself out there for like like fill in stuff and like hired gun type stuff you know like so you know like do you know who Josh Freezes yeah from the Vandals yeah like that dude I swear to God he's probably played drums with like every single band imaginable like. Yeah, definitely. He seems to just be like the kind of like go-to guy. Like if you need a drummer, like he's your guy. He can so, do anything. He's a great fucking drummer. Yeah. So and, and that's kind of like how my approach. You know, I'm putting songs out like hard rock songs, jazzy hip hop song. You know, so like I'm kind of like by like virtue of sort of flexing my wings a bit with like the range of styles. I feel like you know I could fit in with different groups, and that'd be you know fun for me to just. You know, kind of honestly, be sort of a relief. You don't have the commitment of a band, but you still get to play shows and you know, meet new people and things like that. So, like, I don't know. I could, you know, hopefully see myself just, you know, if bands need to have a big festival set or a showcase or you know, just something where they want to bring like stage music musicians. Like we've done that in my old band too. Um, that that to me would I could see that being a good fit. But um, yeah, we'll see. Definitely want to play shows though. I think that's cool, man. I think you're you're obviously a guy that just just loves to play music. You know, you love, you love to create and play music. And um, I don't know. I think that's that's an awesome approach. Yeah, man. Um, and, and playing shows is definitely sort of like, you know, it's a drug. You know, you get it. You play a good show, man. You just want more. So, like, I, I know, like, I've been kind of like enjoying just being in the studio and, and having some free time on the weekends for once. But um, you know, I definitely, you know, could feel the itch getting back where, you know, it'd be fun to, you know, link up with, you know, the other bands, you know, I don't know if, like, I just couldn't imagine doing a show myself and playing like 
a set of my singles, I don't think anyone would understand it. There would be like no flow whatsoever. So um, <laughs> genres all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's cool that you're going into uh, into right way. Um, we actually did drums, bass, and I think a lot of the guitars there for um, Cheers, our third record. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, we went in. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen Steve Wright in you know like eleven years <clears throat> since then. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, cool cool spot for sure. Good drum room. Yeah, there's um. If you go to their website, it's crazy. Like who's all recorded there? Like just like everyone from Slipknot to Rihanna have recorded there. Yeah, dude, he's he's had everybody. It's one of the more renowned studios in, in Baltimore. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sick. Um <clears throat> So uh we're releasing this May 25th. Yep. Is that right? Okay, cool. I had it right. Um <clears throat> and uh people are going to be able to get it everywhere. Yeah, um it's going to be yeah, everywhere Spotify, Amazon. Um I actually just logged into my uh like port like distributor portal today mm-hmm. to kind of see everywhere it's been delivered and it's good and it's on napster napster is still a thing <laughs> yeah napster's a uh i believe it's a, is it a streaming service i have no idea to be I honest i think it is yeah i think it is who uh who are you using for uh, distribution um there's a, a company called awol stands for artists without a label it's a subsidiary of uh cobalt music have you heard of them uh yeah i've heard of cobalt yeah cobalt's pretty big so it's uh it's underneath the cobalt family and um it's it's pretty cool i did uh the last big infinite album through them and i was able to just set up a new account for my solo stuff because it's like you have to apply and they review every submission so like they're, they're selective on who they take in but um for some artists they offer label support but otherwise it's just like super user-friendly like portal you you know, upload your music and like their, their distribution reach is like pretty legit. Like I, like my moments in time is going to be on iHeartRadio. It's on Shazam. Um, you know, so if it's on the radio and someone has a Shazam app, it'll, it'll be in their database or whatever. Um, that's great. Super transparent, like revenue and, you know, links to your bank account every month, you know, your sales come in. So for, you know, someone like me, it's like, it's a pretty, pretty perfect system that's a nice setup man that's great um so what what is it like awall.com or awall music or something uh it's either .com or .org i think it's .com though okay nice nice i think some of our listeners might might want to check that out for sure yeah for yeah for like indie bands that like you know it's if you're if you're in it doesn't like i think with tunecore you have to like pay an annual subscription to keep your records online is that do you know if that's true uh keep the records online or like to keep them active on like Spotify and things like that. Um, hold on, say the question again. So like, I think like on distributors like TuneCore, like you you like pay an annual like fee to keep your music active like on those platforms. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So like AWOL, it's free. So oh wow, it's out there like forever. Look at that. What is the uh, they just, yeah? They just take a cut of revenue. It's fucking you know super straightforward, and uh, you know for like I said, for certain artists, they offer label support if you kind of have like a good enough like traction built up. That's cool. That's that's what Ingrooves does. That's our distributor. They, uh, they okay, Ingrooves. Yeah, I've uh, shit. A couple years ago, I actually met their 
head of artist development. Oh, cool. At their office. Um, yeah, well, our manager at the time linked us up and um, didn't work out, but like it was cool just to go to their head- headquarters in San Francisco and, and meet them. They seem like they have a pretty good, pretty good system going on. Yeah, yeah. We went to the LA office um, last year and had a meeting with uh, with all the all the staff over there, and it was a great meeting. And they definitely took care of us. They helped us. They definitely helped us serve the uh, the girls' album when it was released. They um, that was the first time we had gotten uh, label services and an actual budget. Um, oh, from, nice! Yeah, so they, so they tossed the money towards. It. Yeah, they nice. put money towards it and everything, and uh, it was it was our most successful release. Nice, dude. Yeah, you, that that charted pretty high in like the alternative iTunes charts, right? Uh yeah. If you think number one is high, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's There's only bad. number fucking one <laughs> for like three days. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, but was... that's that's sort of like uh, that's a good segue actually because I, I just you know the the whole like strategy with moments in time is like getting like a chart spot just even like you know like having a shelf life in the top 10 or whatever is is going to be tough but like if you build up those pre-sales enough you can you can get a decent position i know a lot of bands you know like i'm i'm totally guilty of this like for one of our old like live albums we submitted it as a reggae album just because there's less reggae albums coming out and (laughs) there's enough on there to to justify it you know what i mean yeah but um yeah trying to get on the, the alternative spot, see, see how high I can, you know, just even if it's for like an hour or whatever, just to get that screenshot and just use it for future musicians be like, Hey, first single, you know, hit this spot. Totally dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I, <clears throat> I snapped that shit. I think every day when it was number one, nice. I was like, yeah, look at that shit. <laughs> it's gotta feel good, man. Number one. Oh, it felt great. And it was, it felt like an accomplishment, <laughs> you know, I'm like looking in like, 21 pilots is down there and then i can see the green day album down there like yeah you know in the top 10 it was just like damn here we are it's good company it's pretty sick man yeah it was it was great i'm uh i'm hoping that with this new record you know we can do something similar or, you know at least get top 10 that'd be that'd be great but um i'm just happy to put out music man i don't even honestly like for me uh i don't even care about the charts anymore like i just want to i just want people to like it and um hopefully it stands the test of time and people look back and yeah. say, oh, I, I love mean, those like, songs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I've, I've been, you know, on the grind for like 10 years now doing the band things and, and all that. And like at this point, you know, I'm, you know, in your thirties, it's just like, you know, to be able to just still do it and do something you love. Like, I feel like that's a win in itself. Absolutely, man. When you can, uh, when you can just do your passion and, and it starts to, you can even start to make a little bit of money from it. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a good feeling for sure. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you've seen like, you know, the older you get, you know, the friends are getting married, you know, bitching about their shitty corporate jobs or whatever. And it's like, you know, no matter what capacity you're doing, you're passionate. I just feel like by virtue of doing it, like you're, you're winning. Yeah. You're, you're probably much happier. Yeah. 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 It's like you're, you're not living the most comfortably, but you're definitely like, it's, it's, it, it'll be worse to be, you know, living okay and hating your job, you know? Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. So, uh, May 25th, this thing's hitting the, uh, the digital shelves. And, oh, yeah. uh, we're going to celebrate. And, um, and then, so how soon do you expect to, uh, get the next single out? 
Yeah, so the goal is to get a single out every 90 days. That's cool. That's definitely doable. Um, yeah, I, I think like with the single route, like I think albums have a longer shelf, like promo shelf life, but with singles, not you know, much anymore. The, but yeah, yeah, just want to keep the ship ship moving. You know, attention span these days is is pretty pretty short. So, um, just and that's kind of why I've, I've I've had the masters for you know we've you gave me your vocals like you know months ago. I've just I've just been sitting on it because I wanted to make sure I had other things in the pipeline. So like. I put it out and let's say, you know, it does pretty well, but then six months later I got nothing, you know, and then I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot. Yeah. No, that's a great, uh, great little roadmap there. You got to have something to follow it up with, um, relatively soon. Um, you know, there's just, there's just no rules anymore. It's, uh, singles and, you know, albums, albums aren't really, you know, it's traditional to put out an album and fans love when you put out a, a collection of songs that they can listen to and get to know over a few months. But, uh, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with putting out a single every two, three months, or yeah. something like that. Um, you know, it's just they're going to make their own playlists anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm I'm as big of a proponent of the the album as anyone else. But um, you know, for my situation and you know, wanting to put out a variety of styles and have different guest musicians, like it, it's just the perfect fit, and it works with my schedule. You know, it's just it's fun. I think that's great. If you're, you know, creative and, the, and everything's flowing and you're getting getting the music done, and um, I don't know, it's just it's a, it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's just like, yeah, like the variety, like you know, like we were talking about earlier, like the liberation of just being in total control. It's just like you know, after doing moments in time, like that was really fun, just playing with different guitar tones and distortions at right way, and you know, getting your vocals, and then the second song is just a total one eighty. And, and just, you know, it's just like its own, it's just like, um, you know, like your albums are your babies, but like these singles are like my babies. So like each one is totally different. You sort of have to approach it differently and, you know, test different things. And then like the third one is like a pop punk song type of vibe. And it's just, you know, it's just fucking exciting to do something new every time. No fucking rules, dude. It's like, do what you want. Hell yeah. That's so neat, man. Um, well, uh. Thanks for uh, coming on to talk about it, man. I think that's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be fun to see what everybody thinks, what everybody's saying about it. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, first, you know, I've sent it to friends and family and things like that, and like, you know, I know enough. I have like good enough friends that have told me over the years when they like me more than others. And I, I'll tell you what, man, like the, the response so far has has been better than literally anything I've ever done before. So. <laughs> I think it's a very cool song, and I'm I'm happy that you asked me to do it. Thank you so much for that, and uh, I think people are gonna love it, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, and you know, appreciate you getting on it. It's it's been fun. Well, Wes, thanks for coming on and doing the podcast, man. I'm looking forward to the release, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And uh, one more time, where where can they find you on the socials? Yeah, so uh, I'm building up some new profiles just under my name. So don't judge if I, you see I only have like 100 likes on Facebook. But um, yeah, Facebook.com Songs by Wes. That's like going to be the main hub for now just because, you know, I can put everything on there. And then uh, Instagram, Wes underscore infinite. Twitter, Wes underscore infinite. Um, yeah, that's about it. Killer bra. <laughs> yeah, bra. <laughs> nice bra. <laughs> 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 cool man well uh thanks for uh thanks for calling in getting on the show and um 
Again, looking forward to the release. Uh, Moments in time, everybody. Out everywhere, 525 2018. 525, baby. Pre order now. Fuck yeah. Get that shit. Pre order that shit. <laughs> All right, man, buddy. Take care. All right, bro. Later. Later. Right on, right on. Wes Anderson, everybody. Um, well, I, uh, I have a super special treat. Um, this will be the first time this has ever happened. Uh, we're going to premiere the song that Wes and I did um, right here, right now on the podcast. Uh, Moments in Time. It's out everywhere, May 25th, 2018. And uh, I don't know, I had a lot of fun doing it. And I kind of got to uh, get into my inner rock child and a rock god on this one so uh <laughs> here it is boys and girls the world premiere wes anderson's moments in time featuring howie spangler that's me turn it up rock it out
seems Sometimes it's just hard to breathe 